it's so important to get other perspectives because we're caught in our own bubble of thought and our own perception and perspectives on the world. And I just think that finding outside resources is just instrumental to one's growth and success overall. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, I'm your host, and thank you very much for joining us. Now, if this is your first time with us as a subscriber, as somebody who's just joining, listening in, thank you very much for joining us. I've been reading uh, and listening to your feedback on various channels, and it's wonderful, it's uplifting, and it's um, making all the difference to me, knowing that, it, that the show is making a difference for you. Now, speaking of those who are making a difference, I'm on the line with the wonderful Bill Foss. Welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you, Rick. Glad to be here. Yes, it's wonderful to have you here. Now, for everybody, just for a bit of context, um, Bill is a coach, a consultant, and we're going to be talking about um, that line of work and his business alignment and assessment and how he got into this field serving uh, the real estate and mortgage industry in particular. But before we do any of that, Bill, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you. It's customary for us to do so. Let's start off by asking, where's home for you? Where's home? I'm in uh, Massachusetts, US of A. Fantastic. Is that been home for you a long time or? I've born and bred. Fantastic. And what is it that you love about the place that made you stay there? Oh, I love Massachusetts. Um, as long as you don't hold it against me politically, it's close <laughs> to the ocean, it's close to the mountains, and uh, it's just a beautiful, especially this time of year. We have a gorgeous fall ahead of us. So, uh, I just love it here. Do you do much um, like sports? Do you walk? Do you enjoy the environment? How do you, what do you do with yourself when you're not working, Bill? Well, we love to run and bicycle and I'm a skier, an avid skier. We actually have a condominium in the mountains. Very nice. So uh, you can't beat New England for all of those things. So when are you going there next? Uh, actually, we just got back from last week. We went up, did some uh, foliage leaf peeping, as we say. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll go back again the first week of December and get some early skiing in. Tell me about that. What's uh, uh, foliage peeking? What, what is that about? So we have beautiful colors, and uh, just before the le- the trees drop their leaves, uh, it's just breathtaking, the, the color oh. of the foliage we have. It's, oh, it's I can stunning. imagine. Yes, thank you for sharing. I love this sort of discussion because it gives us some idea about your life, and um, we will lead into the core of the call in a moment. But um, before we do that, uh, given that you're an outdoors type of person, do you do you have any time for movies or things like that? Do you enjoy I'm movies? not big into movies. I'm no? one of those strange people. I am ah. an avid <laughs> reader of nonfiction, but oh, yes. um, movies aren't my thing. Do you um, do you who do you follow? Are you like a business book type of guy or? Mostly business, a lot of psychology, a lot of marketing, a lot of, uh, of sales, um, but mostly mindset. Um, you know, I, I'm certified in a uh, master certified neurolinguistics programming and certified in hypnosis. So that that's really my direction a great deal of the time. Yeah, fantastic. And that's uh, neuro-linguistic programming. I have to slow down when I say, when I say that. That's all about uh, having the right mindset towards things, isn't it? I don't really understand well, too much about that. Yeah, it's really about how to help one's mindset and how to make change in one's life and um, or helping others make those changes. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just a 
a speed to change, I guess, is what I like to call neurolinguistics programming. <laughs> Has it helped you personally, do you think? Helps me tremendously, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, um, given that you're an outdoor type of person, do you have a pet? Do you take a, a pet with you or is you? Well, unfortunately, Rick, I live in a condominium because we like to turn the key and go. And go. And do not allow pets, but no. I am an avid dog fanatic. I love my border collies and my uh, Australian shepherds, but right now I can't have one. Oh, well, you can always pat them along <laughs> the way, can't you? <laughs> we'll be changing that sometime soon. Oh, that's good. Good to hear because, you know, they, they are a source of... Um, much joy, that's for sure and certain. Now, going back a few years, Bill, I'm wondering if you can recall a time when you were growing up in where you are, obviously, that you really loved that you'd be willing to share with the audience. What's well, one fond memory that you have? Well, there's so many. We grew up across from a, a, a pond, a small pond, and mm-hmm. we did a lot of winter skating and, and uh, we used to play what's called Wolf Over, where we would um, actually hurt one another but had a lot of fun doing it but we, we just loved our our pond and uh those are memories i have and i think and when you and i spoke last i talked about how we we were on a busy road and and i was an an avid entrepreneur at a very young age we used to pick strawberries and blueberries yes. and i wash them and package them up and sell them on the roadside so and and you know what that hasn't that entrepreneurial streak is obviously something that you've either nurtured or was born with. What do you think? Do you think you, you had it from the, the moment that uh, you were first exposed to those strawberries or did you have to hone that as a skill? No, it was an innate thing. You know, mm. my, my parents were uh, very conservative accountant. My dad was a cost accountant and my mom was a bookkeeper by trade. And my sisters, one is a teacher and one was a, a legal assistant. And so they were all on the very conservative side of things. I was always the black sheep slash rebel. <laughs> <laughs> now, oftentimes, Bill, we look to our parents for sources of inspiration. They oftentimes can be the ones who set the set the mold if you like as to the person that we grow into do you think there were other people that um that you looked up to that uh, i guess were role models for you yeah my my aunt my aunt and uh, two of my uncles were very um entrepreneurial my uncle owned a couple of restaurants and and drinking establishments and he ended up being a teacher or an instructor at a uh, at a vocational school to teach uh, cooking and baking right. and another uncle that packed up his family and headed out to California with nothing but a few bucks in his pocket, loaded up a station wagon with his six children and headed off to California and ended up opening a bakery to the stars in Santa Barbara. Oh, so wow. there, there is an entrepreneurial side of the family. Yeah. Look, do you often, you know, connect with them and ask them questions and is that important? I, Unfortunately, they have both passed, oh, so right. I, okay. I don't have that resource. No, okay. Well, look, um, oftentimes we have people on the show that are looking for that sort of guidance. Should they be talking to others to get some advice and insight? That's very much why a lot of people listen to the show. What are, you, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, getting help along the way? 
Well, you, you know, Rick, as you know, it's all about finding mentorship and, and to, to save, save time and lost energy and wasted efforts. It's so important to get other perspectives because we're caught in our own bubble of thought and our own perception and perspectives on the world. And I just think that finding outside resources is just instrumental to one's growth and success overall. Thank you for sharing. Now, I know that uh, you and I spoke earlier about the type of days that we can um, live through occasionally, and they're not always the best. I'm wondering uh, when somebody has a day like that, what do you say to them? How do, how do you help them get through it? What, what should they be doing? Well, if I have the opportunity to be uh, on a, a meeting with them or a coaching session, mm-hmm. it's really about investigating. From my perspective, I like to look at what are the other perspectives that one can take. So I often say to someone, if you have a loved one, if a loved one or a best friend was witnessing the same experience, what would their perception be of how you handled it, how the situation actually was a benefit, uh, what you learned from it, if you took the perspective of the situation from different people that were involved in it, what would their perspective be? And when you begin to look at a broader view of things that occur in one's life, you begin to see that it's actually all, as I think it's John, Dr. G, John Martini says, everything is on the way, not in the way. And um, you begin to reduce that stress and strain that uh, you, you have when you're emotionally in, in, invested in the circumstances. Uh, I guess that's my best advice. No, that's great feedback. Thank you so very much. Now, are you an early riser? Bill, do you like getting up? I am room? an early riser, yes. I'm an early to bed and an early to rise. Yes, well, look, and, and that's probably good, you know, because a lot of times we try to um, burn the candle at both ends, as they say. What do you say to people that don't think that they need much sleep? Uh, I was just speaking with someone who burned the midnight oil all mm. weekend and worked till one o'clock Sunday night before a busy Monday and was complaining about how his de- day went to, excuse the expression, <laughs> hell in a handbasket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I said, Jeff, what, what do you expect? What do you reckon? Yeah. You're in control of those decisions and you chose to do that. And uh, he, he says, well, I, I can do it for a period of time. And I said, you really can't. You really yeah. can't. You think you can, but you really can't. Maybe when you're 18. Yeah. <laughs> even then, right, we, we it catches up with us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do they call it? The sleep debt. But uh, that being said, how important is a relaxation time away from you, considering the audience are listening into this and they might be trying to do those things that we've just spoken about? Well, you know, as you know, Rick, when you're building a business, sometimes life is out of balance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes we have to go backwards to go forwards. We have to slow down to go fast. And I just find that if we stop pressing and pushing and just take a little time for ourselves and our loved ones, the mind clears and we become so much more effective and efficient. So we're, we're kidding ourselves when we push beyond our limits. You know, I, I have a, um, a scheduled day, but I have scheduled breaks where I will shut down, go shut upstairs, in. take yep. a break and start over again. And just renew, refresh. Now, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know that you have had to have taken chances and exposed yourself to potential positive risk and negative risks. What, what do you say to those who are um, concerned about, you know, taking a chance on themselves if they want to start out uh, and start their own business like you have? 
Well, I've started and and sold and and left and destroyed business <laughs> many businesses. Rick. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing to share no, or bad. No, absolutely. Share, but, I mean, there's the ups and the downs. But that's isn't there? the truth of it. And uh, the reality is, you there is very rare that you will do such damage that you can't recover from it, and that the downside. Uh, outweighs the upside as long as one enters things with full perspective and and honest analysis of the market they're going into and their personal strengths and what what will be required to make the impact. So the odds of a downfall being devastating is is very slim. It's very low. Now, speaking about starting businesses, Bill, um, with your coaching and consulting, when did that start? When did you start this particular venture? Well, this particular venture started a year ago in June, but the reality is I've been coaching and consulting my whole life. I was, yep. uh, you know, I was coaching and, and mentoring real estate agents from a very young age, myself being at a very young age, <laughs> through 42 years ago, and uh, built a pretty successful, not a pretty successful, a, a a nationally recognized brokerage and um, so my coaching career started way back when to get the most and the best out of individuals but then as I began to reach my latter years I just felt like it was time to give back and mm-hmm. to live the life of that I'm looking for where I can share my experiences and help others and at the same time have the flexibility so my coaching consulting business started about a year and a year and a half ago now. So there's got to be that, you know, that point in time in your life where you say enough's enough and you've got to take back some of the rewards for your hard-earned efforts as you are clearly doing now, and it's a credit to you. Now, um, what's the difference between coaching and consulting? Well, coaching to me is really helping people find their way and guiding an individual to find the their strengths and their, their direction and, and move through some of the barriers that they may have mental barriers uh, that help them see things they may not have seen, get outside of the box. So it's basically helping somebody move from where they are to where they want to be, um, but recognizing through questions and through uh, what I call poking at them a little bit, how their thinking may need to be shifted or expanded. Consulting is a little bit different. That's more taking my expertise or one's expertise and sharing the frameworks and the structure of, of a business in such a way that someone can can leverage your experience and expertise. It's, a, it's more hands-on and more um, actually involved in the structure of and, and the, the framework of, of the business. That's my perspective on it. Thank you. I, I wonder, um, what, what uh, I guess, aligned you with the industry that you're focused on, the real estate and mortgage industry? Well, because it's been my my home for 42 years. It's something I know very well. I understand mm-hmm. the, the intricacies. I understand the language. I understand the, the barriers and the, and the benefits and the opportunities. Uh, and so that's where I hang my hat. But as you said, when we started this conversation, business is business. And uh, the, the ideas and the techniques and the and the frameworks fit any entrepreneurial endeavor. Uh, obviously, not a 
a massive Apple type operation, but anyone who is running a small organization, small entrepreneurial venture, uh, there's very little that I haven't experienced and, and can help you see your way clear through. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that's why uh, having on the show today is such a benefit to the audience. And I appreciate you sharing. Thank you so very much. Now, when people come to you in this particular industry, this niche, if you like, um, what do they need more of generally? Is, have you found a bias <laughs> between one or the other, coaching or consulting? I'm chuckling <laughs> because I, I think you know, and many of you on the call will agree, I'm sure, that uh, what one needs isn't always what one wants. And so people want what they perceive they think they need, but the reality is what they actually need is very different. So that's a challenge for most coaches and consultants uh, is, it, is how, having people see that we can help them with what they want and then deliver what they need once we have the relationship established. <laughs> I think there needs to be a conversation here about the the client side. What sort of an attitude do they need to bring to the table to get the most from their experience working with you, Bill? Well, within a short period of time in the initial discovery call, a good coach and consultant can discover whether there is really that commitment to change, to being uncomfortable to doing what needs to be done, whether they have the resources available to them or whether they have a pipe dream. Uh, and it's really about clarity, knowing that you, where you want to go and being willing to commit to take, doing what it takes to get there. Without that commitment, I can't help you. Yes, thank you. I, I have a friend who works in the real estate and mortgage industry and they are flat out busy. It's it's certainly a, a business for them, but it's more of a job because they are so locked into it. They're working long hours. And it made me think about your motto, which is uh, your business, your life, your way. Now, where did this come out of this idea, this motto? And what does it actually stand for? It stands for exactly what you just said. Mm. I see so many real estate agents, mortgage loan originators, and others, I call them solopreneurs, people that are on 1099, they, they, they are responsible for their income or their small business owners, and they create a business based on uh, their, their ability to do something. Uh, Michael Gerber's book comes to mind, The E-Myth Revisited, oh, yes. where you're, you're a technician and you're working for a crazy person yourself. <laughs> uh, and they, unfortunately, too many create the the, the busyness of the business. So they start getting customers and they start getting clients and they start uh, doing what they do. And then they create a situation where the systems aren't in place to support the business they have. And then they try to implement improvements and systems and, and they end up on this treadmill of and roller coaster. I call it the roller coaster, feast, mm -hmm. famine, feast, yep. and and the treadmill and or the gerbil wheel or whatever you want to call it, where they're running faster and faster. But in the end, like you said, they have no life. No. So your business, your life, your way is a holistic look before you get buried. I was coaching uh, Jeff yesterday. I think I just mentioned his name earlier. He's just been great for this call, uh, and and he started to implement another tactic, even though when I start working with someone, I say, don't do anything for about three months while we worked in, in his program until we are clear on what we're doing. And he started ramping up his business. And I said, now you don't have the time or the resources or the energy to implement 
creating the structure to support the business you want to build. So you're going to continuously hit that wall, that ceiling, where you can't do anymore. It's almost like they're seeking out the bright, shiny object in the hope of getting a fast track to success. Would that be fair? Shiny object is one of the key areas that I see all the time. People are trying to throw different tactics, technology, uh, programs, coaching, you name it. They're throwing it at their business, hoping that it's going to fix it, when in fact, it creates more overwhelm and more frustration, and they never implement the thing they bought into. And most people already have all the resources they need. They just need to organize it. You know, it's like baking a cake, Rick. It, it's, it's about... Um, the sequence is just as important as the ingredients. And if you put things out of sequence, it, it collapses. Now, earlier in the call, Bill, we talked about NLP, and I think this is a nice dovetail into the reason why this would be important, because I'm wondering what else is holding people back from being their best selves. We've talked about time constraints, bright, shiny objects. What else do you think holds people back? personally and professionally the the biggest thing and i've done several videos on this from my my tribe Mm. it's really first of all self-awareness most people do not have clarity of self self, i call self-knowledge clarity of self-knowledge or self-awareness so they don't even know that they're not of that they're not one mind and none of us are our mind is structured such that there is a whole thing going on we're not even aware it's going on Mm. And within that, you know, a lot of people say their subconscious beliefs and, and so forth, which is true, but all of that can be exposed and brought to the surface and uh, addressed in such a way as you can let those, those thoughts and those feelings run through us or run, run, run through you mm. and not necessarily follow them. We have thoughts, but we're not our thoughts. We have feelings and emotions, but we're not our feelings and emotions. And that's what keeps us stuck because we believe what we think we're thinking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't help but think um, simplicity, simplify. Is that what you um, find that you're working through, you know, the complexities in, of the in, 21st century? In more often than not, that's exactly the, the truth, Rick, right? There's mm. only, yeah, people are very funny, you know, there's only two ways to, to grow a business, or three ways to grow a business, two ways to make money. Mm. And, but we complicate that. Uh, and it's the same with structuring your business, your life, your way. You have to know who you are, so you have to have clarity of who you are. You have to have clarity of direction, have a vision and a reason and a, and a, and a, and a, a vision for where this whole business is going, and you have to have the right environment, the right support, the tools, the technology, the actions, the marketing, the message. All of those things have to be right, but that's all there is, is there's three areas. We just have to get those right. There are many conversations that I've had, Bill, with people that have um, uh, finally, you know, quote unquote, become successful. But prior to that, they always questioned themselves and they thought, who am I to be successful? Almost like the imposter syndrome. It's the imposter syndrome. Right? How, do, how do you help your clients get past that? Well, unfortunately, as I said earlier, I had some, some big uh errors in my life and imposter syndrome uh, actually helped me ruin a six million dollar business because I started to question whether or not I was that good I began to become afraid that people would recognize the fact that I'm not that good I was concerned that the market would shift and the whole thing was built on sand all of these thoughts began to come through my mind and begin to accelerate and so I've become very skilled at this exact uh, 
area. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. It can sneak in at any time. We just have to be present to those, those what I call thought spirals that begin. There will be a lot of people on this call today, Bill, who are looking for you and they will uh, need help to um, you know, nurture their, their beliefs and their, their patterns of behavior, the things they do, the, the life they live basically. Now, what are some of the techniques that you can share on the call with us today um, in terms of you know, positive affirmations? Do you write down goals? What are some of the practical things that you share with your clients? Well, it's interesting you brought up those two things because I think those two three things can be, and I'm not saying they are, they have their place, mm-hmm. but for some people, they are actually contrary to their who they really are. What I mean by that is some people are not goal setters, they are problem solvers, and I am one. Uh, it, it, my mind type, if anyone has ever done mind types, you can go to mindtypes.com mm-hmm. and have a mind type uh, quiz, and I am a problem solver. Problem solvers do not like goals, and goal setters do not like problems. So it, it's contrary to who I am. And I always wondered why when I went to all of, I often say, I think I said this to you the last time we spoke, I am a recovering self-improvement junkie. And a lot of what we're taught is actually inaccurate. And I was taught goal, goals were everything, but I would never be able to consistently set and attain goals in my early life. I can do it now because I understand my thinking. You understand it, yes. And so that is one. Affirmations. There there are studies that have proven that affirmations for someone who is not in the right frame of mind, who has low self-esteem, actually can be uh, damaging to them and actually make matters worse. There is a correct way to use affirmations. And one of the ways I tell people is the great way to use affirmations is start saying them and notice the argument going on inside and see how you feel. And therein lies the exposure to what we need to address. Because that's the piece that's saying the opposite to you. It's judging you. It's criticizing you. It's saying, who are you to think that? Uh, And that's where we need to work. And affirmations are meant to be to solidify things that you're already are already true, not to cement over something that isn't. It's Debbie Ford, I think, in her book. Um, I don't remember the name of it offhand. Maybe mm. you do, uh, where she talks about taking a bowl of dog crap and putting uh, ice cream on top. Eventually, you put the spoon in, and you're still getting dog crap. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, I think inadvertently we revealed um, one of the steps, the practical steps that your clients may need to take to work with you. That would be to do this um, this goal setting, problem solving um, assessment. Is that right? Yeah. So, so I start with a business alignment assessment that begins to address some of those. Mm-hmm. But I suggest to people that, and and I don't offer these and I don't have any um, joint venture relationships, but go out and get a DISC personality uh, assessment, get a mind types assessment, mindtypes.com forward slash quiz, I think is what the URL is. And just begin, you know, Colby report, strength finder, all of these begin to give you insight as to who you really are. Uh, It's only the beginning, but um, I really focus when I have a new client, focus on understanding their hierarchy of values and helping them what I discover what I call the golden thread from the time we're little, just like I was talking about with myself with yeah. blueberries and strawberries on the roadside. We have inclinations toward innate skills and, and 
areas that we we are attracted to and we're best suited for. And those get covered up by parental guidance and teachers and clergy and you name it through the oh, years. Yeah. We lose sight of who we really are. But it's in there and we can discover it. And you'll be amazed when we have that right values tied to a clear and compelling vision. That's the juice that makes your business go. And then we align the structures around that. I can only imagine some of the aha moments that your clients have when they decompress their memories <laughs> and they unlearn all of these things through usually um, good meaning individuals who are uh, part of their lives as they're growing up. It's fun to watch. And, you know, when you begin to see, when one begins to see how the value, their value structure came out of their experiences and all their experiences were actually for them and not against them. Mm-hmm. And they begin to find peace of mind around that and let go of the guilt and shame and begin to uncover those innate, I call them innate geniuses, those innate innate talents and skills and propensities that they carry. And then you structure that with a vision and most people struggle with writing a vision because they are limited in their thinking. But I, when I say vision, I'm talking get crazy with it. Yeah. And we watch them run up against the ceiling and that. And when it all begins to come together, it's like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a stretch, isn't it? A vision. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not local. It's global, for example. It you know? is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I wonder, what was the genesis of the actual business alignment assessment? Again, what I find is so many people try to imitate success. Now, mm-hmm. through NLP, as you probably are aware, there's a lot of, of discussion and, and training around modeling. But unfortunately, in our world, it, it be, has become the easy button and we just go and mimic and imitate success and I think it was Emerson that said that to envy is ignorance and to imitate is suicide and unfortunately Rick so many of us try to imitate success but we don't see and experience everything that individual has within them around them their resources their experiences their mindset we can't mimic and imitate someone we just can't we Mm. can watch their model and the structure and we can adapt and adjust but we can't mimic you have so much knowledge to share and um, i've looked over all of your content is there a book in all of this there is an eventual book it's actually in the process of of being um, structured right now we're we're creating the framework as we speak are you going to go like uh, audio book as well, or is it going to just be paperback? How, how are you going to get yeah, it out there? Right now, I think we're just going to go traditional book. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Now, um, I know that there'd be a lot of people on the call wanting to um, find out more from you right now, and one of those would be where are they going to go to connect with you, and what are they going to do when they get there? Absolutely. They can always go to billfoss.com, B-I-L-L-F-O-S-S.com. When they get there, as you've seen, there is a link to a business alignment assessment. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. free. And uh, it comes with a series of five videos that explain the results and help them begin to to see where they may need some some guidance. And it will help give them some direction. And uh, then if they would like, I would be happy to uh, get on a call with them and see if Uh, we can take that assessment and begin to give them even further clarity of direction so they can take those steps they need to. 
That's wonderful. Thank you again, Bill. For everybody who's on the call today, I'm sure that uh, you have opened your eyes a little bit further uh, into the possibilities of um, all of the things that we've discussed on today's wonderful call with Bill. Now, uh, if you want to find and connect with Bill, go to billfoss.com. No matter where you um, listen to this call, see this call, you'll find the link back to Bill. And with that said, Bill, this has actually been a really wonderful call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. I enjoyed the time. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.